Welcome to the Lift Church podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you to live up to your God-given potential. Thank you so much. I want to go and unpack from that um, interview this morning some different things that I've been thinking. I have a six-year-old, but I feel like it's applicable to where my little man is at the moment. So it's a total privilege to be here this morning. If I haven't met you before, my name's Amanda, and it's just awesome to be here. And um, like we were saying before, I, I am an author. I've published five books, and a lot of what I do is I spend time with my kids at home, and I write, and... Um, every Tuesday morning I come into the city and I'm on uh, radio with Kin Women. I don't know if you've heard of Kin Women before, but we're on the radio on Tuesday mornings and I live in Rockingham, so I live a good hour away from here. And on Tuesday mornings, um, the traffic is outrageous <laughs> on Tuesday mornings. So often I sit on the um, freeway for an hour and a half on Tuesday morning and I love it because I have no children in my car. <laughs> And I can listen to whatever I want. So um, recently I was on the freeway on a Tuesday morning and I was stuck in the car park that is the freeway of Perth. And I looked across at uh, the Canning Highway station. I don't know if any of you go on that station to work and you get on at the Canning Highway. But I looked across and there was probably 100 people standing on the station platform. And 99 of them were doing this. And they were standing there and they were looking and I'm kind of like over there going, hi guys, hello. And they were all like this and there was one girl just off on the edge and she was looking out into space. And as I was standing there, I started to think about our culture and I started to think about the space that we have in our everyday and how technology has filled that space. And the thing is about waiting, when we're in moments when we're waiting, when you're in a waiting room at a doctor's surgery, when you're sitting at church and you're waiting for the service to start, maybe you're at a friend's house and you're waiting for the dinner to be put on the table, maybe it is that it's at late at night and you're, you've watched a few Netflix programs and you're waiting for the next episode to start, what do we do? We often pick up our phones and we scroll and we fill our lives with a space of consuming. We live in a consumer culture. And for me, I know that I am most alive when I am producing, not consuming. And we can see that with our kids. So we'll say, go outside and make a fort. Go and do something. Produce, produce, produce. But we live in a culture that tells us to consume. And also in the midst of that consuming, we are in a culture that tells us consume and have it now. Now, 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 now. And you know what makes it really difficult in relationships? No matter where you're at, no matter what stage you are at in relationships and communication, patience and waiting is a part of the human condition. And we need to wait well. So this morning I wanted to talk to us about the art of waiting well. 
I don't know how you go with waiting, but I'm not great at it. <laughs> and so this morning's talk is dedicated to myself. And I am speaking to myself. I love to read. There's this one section in the Bible, which is the Psalms. And the Psalms are written by a writer. They're poetic. So if you're here and you haven't read the Bible, it's just an opportunity for people to be able to write in poetry. And it's powerful. And there's a version of the Bible which is called the Message Translation, and it's written in a, a language that helps us for today. And Psalm 46, number 18, says this, Step out of the traffic. Take a long, loving look at me, your high God, above politics and above everything. The art of waiting well is the capacity to be able to step out of the traffic of our everyday. And we all have, if you told me what you did this morning, I'm sure that we all have a myriad, a list of things that we've had to complete this morning before we sit in this space. An open space, a space of learning, a space of encouragement, a space of opportunity for us, hopefully, to have our hearts and our lives transformed. But sometimes we need to step out of the traffic and have a look at what's happening. And that's what happened on that Tuesday morning for me, sitting on the freeway. I was kind of like, hey guys, step out of the traffic. Stop consuming and find space. Do you long for space? Do you long for perspective? Do you long to have that moment where you can actually think about your life rather than participate in it? I wrote a blog recently, I've been blogging for over 10 years and in the midst of that my website, and I don't say this to make myself sound good, <laughs> I say it to give some perspective about the kind of people that I get to talk to online. So I live in this online space and I am a consumer and a producer there. But I wrote a blog recently and this is one quote from that blog which says this, the rest notes in the music of our lives are the places that bring the most magnificent beauty. See, I think our culture tells us that when we arrive at the destination, that we live a satisfied life. But it's actually the midst of the journey and the travel and the moments that are happening on those train platforms when we are in the movement spaces, it is the rest notes that bring the beauty. Noise happens when there is constant sound. We are not great as a society at embracing silence. How are you going in those in-between seasons? How are you going in those moments where you are asked to wait well? For me, I was in my 20s and I was working um, for a big organisation and I went through a season of singleness in my 20s where I did not go on a date. Like I'm talking about not even one date for over 10 years. And it was the most confusing season ever. And I remember actually being asked out on a date, what I thought was a date, and we went to Leaderville, sat down, I was really stoked, got my hair done. I was like, yes, at last, having a coffee with someone who is male. I'm living life and I sat down and he pulled out of his pocket a little explanation and he was actually there to try and 
um, convinced me to become a part of his network marketing scheme. <laughs> and I got back to my car and I rung my friend. I was like, it wasn't a date. <laughs> he wanted me to sign up for Amway. <laughs> the in-between. How are you going in your in-between? Because we are often told that it is when we arrive, when we're at that place of destination that we are living life. Yet you know what? Most of our life is lived in the in-between. We live in the in-between, yet Instagram tells us that it needs to be filtered and beautiful and perfect and that's why the more followers you have, the more famous you are, the more satisfied you're going to be. Let me tell you, the Kardashians are not happy. They're not happy. They are seeking. Every single person who has millions of followers, they are seeking. There is a seeker on the inside of each and every one of us. And what that seeker is often wanting to do is to escape the mundane. But the mundane can be beautiful. The in-between can be beautiful. Those moments where we are trying to discover perspective, it's beautiful. In the Proverbs, it says this, Proverbs 13, 12, it says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. A desire filled is the tree of life. And I don't know how you're going in the walk of hope right now. To feel hopeful in the in-between. To feel hopeful in those moments where you're unsure of what the answer or the end result is going to be. So for me, in the midst of those 10 years of being single... Another complication to that was that I was told that unless I started to try and have children um, in my 20s, it's very likely that I wouldn't be able to have children because of medical complications. So every year that went past, that dream of not only becoming married, but that dream of having children was something that seemed as far away in the distance as could be ever possible. And so I went on each year going, okay, God. And for me, I talked to God. And I was like, God, I don't know what you're doing. And my hope deferred right now is making my heart sick. And I need to find ways to find perspective, to be able to communicate, to be able to walk through this season well. And every year that I didn't find someone was another year that it felt like there was a time clock ticking off the possibility of me to be able to have children and every message every person I would meet people and I'd be like it's okay you're fine I'm like but you don't actually understand the dialogue that's happening behind and what is happening in my life it was another season where I had to learn the art of waiting well and I don't know what you're waiting for and I don't know what it is that's making your heart feel heavy where there's a hope that's been deferred. But for me today, I want to finish the time that we have together with just some things that have really helped me to be able to really work on that hope and to find a way for it to rise to the top again. So after about maybe 11 and a half years of no dates, at the back of a church service, in a place, I know 11 and a half is a long time, in the back of a church here in Victoria Park, I met an amazing South African. And we just started to have a conversation. And he's sitting right up the back and I just walked past him. 
in a crowd that was massive, like this morning, a crowd of people, and I just had a conversation. And from that conversation, he got invited to a party after church. And from that party, we had a coffee. And from that coffee, he built me a bookcase at my house, which a man who builds things is a powerful, powerful thing. And then a year or so later, we got married. And on our honeymoon, I fell pregnant, even though we didn't think that it could happen. And here are my little cherubs. This is my little girl, Liberty. This was taken about a month ago. She is four going on 34. And she is outrageous. This is my husband, Charles, and my little son, Maximus. And the power of waiting well has been so present in my life to see God bring hope where there is no hope. You know, there's a story of a man in the Bible as well. His name is Job. And he goes through so many different trials. And he feels like he has lost everything. And in the midst of that, he says this. Let's have a look at Job. He says, he is wooing you. He's referencing God. He is wooing you from the jaws of distress into a spacious place, free from restriction. I believe that's how God builds our life. He takes us into spacious places. Do you know what control does? It takes us into small places. Our God wants to take us into big places, into spacious places where we feel free, where we feel released, where we're able to walk. No matter what is happening around us, no matter what the circumstance is, there is always a greater tomorrow. I believe for your business, there's a greater tomorrow. I believe for your relationships, there's a greater tomorrow. I believe for your future, there is a greater tomorrow because I have seen God build that in my own life. And in the midst of that season, I wrote this book called Dear Single Self. And Dear Single Self is a collection of letters of 30 women who are writing to their single selves. And I've had married people read it. I've had single people read it. I've had grandmas read it. There are people in their 60s who have written letters and people in their 20s who have written letters because we all have a single self. And you know what happens? Often we don't want to listen to our single self because there is a voice that is writing to ourselves in those quiet places that we don't want to listen to. How are you listening to yourself? How is your letter to yourself at the moment? Because it changes everything. The words that we speak to ourselves are like seeds that are planted into our future. And those seeds that are planted into our future, they grow trees. And sometimes those trees block our journey towards what it is that we want because we have planted a seed of disappointment. We have planted a seed of dis discouragement. But when you plant seeds of hope, they bring life and they bring fruit and they bring powerful things in your future. And I came across in this season a, a scripture passage that completely transformed the way that I dealt with the art of waiting well. And let's read this all together. It's from Lamentations 3.19. God's loyal love, it couldn't have run out. His merciful love, it couldn't have dried up. 
because it's created new every single morning. How great is your faithfulness? I'm sticking with you, God. I will say it over and over. He is all that I have left. If you have nothing left, if you're in a place where you feel like everything has gone and you're trying to reach to your greater tomorrow, he's all I've got left. Let's keep going to the next slide. God proves to be good to the man who passionately waits, to the woman who diligently seeks. It is a good thing to quietly hope, quietly hope for help from God. It is a good thing when you're young to stick it out through the hard times. Let's go on to the next one. When life is heavy and it's hard to take, Go off by yourself, enter the silence, bow in prayer, don't ask questions, but wait for hope to appear. When we were talking at the beginning about the art of waiting well, there's something at the end of this that really helped me to try and deal with disappointment to deal with discouragement, to find perspective to be able to communicate well, like we were talking about at the beginning of today, to find space. So for me, writing is a powerful tool. And because we spend so much time on here, we've stopped writing as a community. And there is something powerful that connects with our heart to our hand. And when our heart and our hand write, whether you like English or not as, a, as an expression, whether it's a different language, whatever it is, to be able to express yourself through writing is a powerful tool. So for me, what I have really discovered in this season of waiting, the art of waiting well, is creating space where we don't consume, but we produce. And when you produce, you process. And when you process, you communicate better. To be able to process what is happening in that moment, it changes everything. So for me, taking time to read, to write, to enter the silence, going off and having coffee with no one and not your phone, not dating your phone. I'm not anti-technology. I'm embracing space. We need space in our society to be able to breathe again, to be able to find perspective. For you, it might be nature walking out into nature and standing there and feeling small and discovering that the world and nature, the oceans, they sing to the glory of God. For you, it might be taking a camera, not your phone, and taking photos and looking with a lens that is different. Being able to, did I say something funny? Yes, <laughs> take not our phone, a camera, and to actually look and to write and to explore. So in the midst of that, over the last 14 years, I've been developing some questions to help you take a personal retreat, to take time to answer questions and to write. And that's what's called New Days. It's an opportunity to be able to write and reflect and to just switch off and as a society to create space. So if I was to encourage you in anything when it comes to the art of waiting well, whether you are single, whether you're waiting to start a family, 
whether you've shifted into a season where your children have left home and you're trying to work out what that next thing is that you really want to give your space to, let me help you from this little poem that's in Lamentations, give you some really simple steps to be able to wait well. The first thought is this, go off by yourself. When was the last time that you spent time by yourself? Secondly, this, enter the silence. Make friends with silence. It's okay to sit in a car and not talk to someone, unless it's like this. <laughs> enter silence, embrace silence, think. We're not creating spaces to think as a society. The next one is, it won't turn off, is bow in prayer. That's that space of reverence. Don't ask questions. When we're in a space of in-between, often we're like, but, but why, but why, but why? Don't ask questions. Write, reflect. And then lastly, wait for hope to appear. I hope that's been helpful this morning and applicable. And I'd love to talk to you afterwards up at the back. But why don't we encourage one another to wait well? Thank you. Thank you for tuning in today. If you would like to find out more about Lyft, check out our website at theliftchurch.com.au.